Hi, I'm Logan Tyler Smith, filmmaker, film critic, and host of Logan Land Rants. Welcome to Logan Land Rants. Today I'll be talking about the 1933 version of The Invisible Man on the Criterion Channel. Some of the buzz surrounding the film at the time and since its release, including the revolutionary effects that created the title character's invisibility, and some of my thoughts on the movie more broadly. Pros and cons, what I thought worked and what didn't. I'll be talking about the film the best way I know how. Welcome to Logan Land Rants. In The Invisible Man, a brilliant but arrogant scientist develops a serum that gives him the power of invisibility. However, his serum-amplified arrogance results in him wreaking havoc on the unsuspecting public. The film owes a lot of its success to its confoundingly effective invisibility effect. Even by today's standards, the trick used to grant the main character his invisibility is an anomaly in movie magic, and I still do not fully understand or comprehend how they did it. The effects aside, the movie is also digestible in its narrative and moves at an effective pace. It's an experience in itself, but you almost want more invisibility action. One major drawback that isn't really a drawback is the title character's lack of likability. He is breathtakingly cruel to everyone around him, and you almost feel relieved by the time his fate comes around, though the specifics are not worth talking about here. The effects alone should be enough for anyone who likes movies to give it an honest watch. However, people who want more colorful movies should still at least consider watching this to form their own personally informed opinion. Now, as we usually do, you'll be giving a short essay on what works especially well about this movie. In this case, we've covered icons, but now we'll be covering antagonists. Have you ever wondered how to create an effective antagonist? Well, this, much like Dracula before it, does so with spectacular fashion. Using a combination of voice, visual effects, and narrative framing, the Invisible Man takes a page out of the master class on how to create an effective antagonist for the story. The voice of the Invisible Man really sells it. As a totally unlikable character, his voice sells all the arrogance and pompousness of the antagonist. The effect of this makes us feel like we know him enough to wish for his demise. The visual effects, as previously mentioned, are truly stellar. It is mentally difficult to imagine it lacking the impressiveness I have raved about. The effects make him a formidable invisible force, and this combines with his voice to make us want his demise, even as it eludes our grasp with its power. But through narrative framing is where we get the inevitable payoff of him finally being defeated. Him being set up with his voice and power in the first three quarters of the movie makes it all the more cathartic when he is finally defeated. Defeated. Potential, but not very specific spoiler alert. The story's pacing really lends itself to this idea. All of these elements, like the best-case scenarios of these universal horror classics, are synergistically woven together in surprising fashion. And like all these movies, they will not be for everyone. But they are absolutely worth watching for anyone who wants to appreciate cinema more than they already do. When you consider the effective antagonist and the mind-blowing special effects, it's no wonder this movie transcends the age it came out in. It may be unlikely, but maybe, just maybe, we also don't want to become Invisible Jerks, or the Invisible Man himself. 
Special thanks to the Criterion channel for making this film available at the time I watched it. Here's what else you need to know today in showbiz. Three new Star Wars movies are in the works, including one uh, starring Daisy Ridley uh, as Rey from the sequel trilogy. Joker, the movie sequel to Joker 2, has officially wrapped production. And a live-action Moana is in the works less than seven years after it originally came out. Today's episode was mixed in Audacity, edited in Adobe Premiere Rush, and engineered by the host, with original music from Ben Sound, Mozart, and Beethoven, also remastered by the host. With Logan Land Rants, I'm Logan Tyler Smith. See you next time.